Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. The Republic have kicked off the 2021 USL season and we are here to talk about it. Joining me in the studio tonight is a man who is ready to opt for the low cholesterol tie fries the next <laughs> time he is at Papa Murph. I mean, I mean, Heart Health Park. Ah. Zach, how are we with this this evening? Um, I'm doing good. Um, uh, I, I would like everyone to know that my heart is very healthy. Oh, good. And I will be keeping it that way. Oh, very good. <laughs> Awkward thumbs up smile. Got yes, it. Yes. I'm doing good and so is my heart. Also joining me in the studio <laughs> is a man whose world has been turned upside down since learning that it is not men, but women who are disproportionately affected by heart disease, which was brought to him by Western Health Advantage. Scott, how are you doing this evening? And most importantly, how is your heart? I mean, much better now that I know it's actually women. Ah. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, just yeah. kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I mean, I'm just I I'm currently like just swimming in all this knowledge about heart disease that I acquired in the via, last five minutes via yeah. the club. Via brought to you by Western Health Advantage, uh, because yeah, I learned a lot. It's interesting, and it's something we should try to prevent. Eat your carrots, kids. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. Well, getting into the news, um, just kind of start in a little little positive note here. Uh, last week, the USL released a top five ranking for the uh, top five forwards in the league, kind of like the week before we head into regular season. Here's the top five um, um, forwards to kind of look out for. And they put together their top five, and then they had five honorable mentions. The number one in their honorable mention was Derek Formella. Um, and they had a little blurb on him about how he, you know, led the team in scoring and, and seemed to, to have some some good, you know, performances, streaky goal scorer, had a high uh, shot conversion rate. So was an honorable mention for them um, and came off the bench in the season opener and made quite an impact, which we will talk about later on so um Derek Formella uh interesting interesting uh I don't know where I'm going with this actually I, w- I, was I wonder say- I wonder if it was like the guy that wrote, or person that wrote that article saw that Formella wasn't starting and was like crap <laughs> and then when he uh, I don't know if, if this person was watching the game saw what Formella did to like create the goal for Sacramento was like oh okay thank you yeah, like it, like <laughs> we play like we play fantasy sports, and yeah. it's like that that happens a lot where it's like a player doesn't do anything until like yeah. ten minutes left in like the fourth yeah. or like six minutes left in the game, and you're like, okay, yeah, I, at least they did that thing. Then I don't look like an idiot. Now. Exactly. Yes. Um, thank you, Scott, for saving that. I wasn't I was gonna try and wrap that up in a nice little bow, and I had no idea how to do that. So I uh, appreciate it. Hey, maybe your heart wasn't in it. You know what? Oh. That's a good point. Moving on, <laughs> number two in the news. Um, again, USL power rankings week two was out and the sac republic were eighth on that list um i mean it's the beginning of the season it's basically a glorified preseason power ranking but still top 10 still cool to see um and uh, another team on that top 10 uh the phoenix rising who is also in our division were they number one um they were number two oh, really? to the rowdies okay okay I mean, it's the beginning of the season, so. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I watched. Yeah. I watched a little bit of that Tampa game. It, mm, well, sounds like I we, watched the San Diego Phoenix game, and let me tell you, this is where I was going. C- C- Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix did not lose a step. Losing uh, Flemings, they won four to one, four to nothing, four to one, four to one, four to one against San Diego. Uh, I mean, really, just from the jump, San Diego. San Diego's back line were on their heels. They were just shell-shocked. And there were chance after chance after chance in that first half. And, and Phoenix just destroyed them. Um, I don't know how much this was. San Diego was that bad and Phoenix was that good. Or, you know, vice versa. I guess we'll see. Um, but Phoenix definitely looked like Phoenix. I mean... Nolan looks like a genius right now because yeah. Zach and I were both like San Diego number two. Yeah, yeah. Nolan's like number four. I'm not impressed. Yep. I did say three. I said oh, I said, said Zach was two. To three? But I, I said I had three. Them, I had them up at two. I mean, at three in this division is like you can hang with Phoenix 
assuming, and yeah. they could not hang with Phoenix. I mean, clearly after one game, it's super wise to make like season-determining predictions. Yeah, yeah so, I was going to no, say, for to sure. be fair, I don't know if Sacramento could do much better than San Diego yeah. against the Rising. I mean, we'll see. But I mean, they were hot. I think they could. Yeah. But, yeah, but I one, think thing's, they... one thing's for sure. Oakland, who's playing Phoenix for their season opener this week, is going to have a tough time. Yeah. Watch them, like, watch it be like nil-nil. In like <laughs> oh, 15 man. red cards. Just, That'd yeah, be interesting. Like that. They just like l- just parked the bus the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think it was their big money signings that scored too, right? Like Santi Moore scored and yeah, I mean yeah. he's signing last year. Aiden he's Quinn. re-signing, I guess. Yeah. Aiden Quinn scored. Aiden Aiden Lambert I think. Yeah. That was real nice. Was he with them last year? He's been with them for a while. Okay. For whatever reason, I associate him with New Mexico. Did he ever play for them? New Mexico. Sorry, not Kavon Lambert. I'm thinking of. Santi Moore, midfielder. Kavon, yeah, Kavon Lambert. Kavon Lambert. I thought yeah. it was Kavon Lambert. Is it Kavon Lambert? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm cool. gonna look it. I'm gonna look it. now. Now you're I'm, thinking of Kavon Freider. That's who I'm thinking of. Yes. And I who think I think not. I think he plays in like India or not even not even India. Somewhere. Somewhere like I don't. Yeah. Think Kavon Lambert was the last goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Who else scored? But now that we're looking, Bacaro, John Bacaro. Okay. Bacaro, Aiden Quinn. So that whole that all three midfielders scored. Santi Moore scored and had two assists. Okay. That was... Just out of curiosity, click on Santi Moore. I swear he played for... Didn't he play for New Mexico? Yeah. Not last year, though. Yeah, no, he was, played the year before. It was their first year. Man. Yeah. He had See, 12 goals that year. Right. Even when I think I'm ahead of Scott, I'm a one step behind. <laughs> also in the news, there is a new ownership group rumored to be taking on and reviving the Sacramento MLS expansion. But only minorly. Minority. 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 No, nobody wants to step up and fork over the big bucks. So yeah. there's a bunch of kind of rich people that'll give a couple little bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a couple. So a, couple th- a, th- a small loan of a million dollars. Yeah. Based on what we know, this is not what the league wants. So I'm not super encouraged by it. Um, and yeah. the Twitterer who reported it is like a political analyst. And then for some reason has a friend who knew about this. And then SAC Business Journal put an article out about it. So that's all we know about it right now. And yeah. also, one of the names uh, in this minority group is Guy Fieri. Yeah. Guy Fieri, the cook. Um, the the blonde-haired. Yes. So he'll be... Diners, drive-ins, and dads. He will I was, be I was leading... Thinking, I was trying to think of it. Yeah. If, if, if they do come to Sacramento, he will be leading the charge in uh, offering low, cho- low cholesterol and low-fat recipes. Heart-healthy food. Yeah, heart-healthy food. Or maybe he just goes only deep-fried. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like keto, but... But even better. No, yeah, 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 and he just calls it keto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but on that note, there has been a new stadium name change. <laughs> Papa Murphy's Park is no longer Papa Murphy's Park. Papa it Murphy's is, Park is dead. Papa Smurphy's. Papa Smurphy's gone. Is gone. It's a relic of gone. the past. It is now Heart Health Park, presented by Western Health Advantage. Um, oh man. Gosh. Good luck, Connor Sutton. Yeah, that's just Welcome to Heart Health Park, presented by Western Health Advantage. Yeah. Oh. I will say, though, that this is good news because Sacramento is at least finding commercial partnerships still. Like, if they were a dying club, I think I mean, they Mi- Inter-Miami still don't have a shirt sponsor. Right. So, <laughs> I think we're doing okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're at, we're ahead of this is year Miami. two. For, anyway. Yeah. That's crazy. They still don't. No. It's like, just it's, it's because David Beckham's like, it's not fashionable enough. Dude, just go making money is pretty though. fashionable to me but <laughs> that's just my thing oh my i mean i just wanted it. why couldn't it just been called western health advantage park because yeah. then it wouldn't be heart health park scott but why like i, I don't get like i don't know they I took the, they did take the time to write a very detailed email about how like this is more than just a corporate sponsorship and like this is about health, yep. bringing heart health to sacramento so maybe they hey Hey. Let's let's see what they get, what they do with it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like, I uh, wonder if there was like some conflict of interest with UC Davis Health as uh, their shirt sponsor. Like they had to, it had mm. to be like an initiative driven thing, not just be like, mm. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if they're gonna toss out little tiny stuffed hearts, hearts. into the fans. But this like season. not like like heart like emoji hearts, but like an actual like this is what your actual heart oh. looks like. <laughs> And then throw out other ones. It's like this is your heart full of cholesterol in the the and launchers. They're yeah. stress balls to help your heart. There you yeah. go. There you go. Wow. Hey, get on this. 
Great ideas. They should hire us. Yep. Yeah, they should. Conflict of interest. They, maybe. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Western Health Advantage. <laughs> <laughs> just give us like exclusive access to whatever we want. Yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah. great. Or just like free healthcare. <laughs> that, <laughs> I would take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Heart Heart Health Park. I I don't know. What do you? What's the nickname? Like like Bonnie was Bonnie. Yeah. HHP. Uh, HHP by WHA. But I'm just saying, like Bonnie was Bonnie, like yeah. it was Bonnie Field, right? But we, it was just Bonnie, Bonnie. right? Yeah. Uh, Papa Murphy's was Papa Murphy's. Papa, Papa Murphy's. Murphy's. Yeah. Um, or like think like Arco Arena, even though it went through like a bunch of different name changes, like yeah. it's just Arco. Yeah. Right. Like we, I just know it as Arco. Like oh yeah, it's not Arco. Is that right? where the yeah. Kings used to play? Yeah. Mm. Sleep Train Arena. Before, but before that, it was Arco. Okay. <laughs> I've um, only ever known it as Sleep Train. It was. Okay. Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't nice. But like now, like what do we call it? Like what's what's the abbreviated Heart Health Park? HHP. Heart. It's at the heart. It's at the heart. Yeah. It's at I, a, a, I HHP. Think, guys, uh, I think we might just have to say three words whenever we WHA. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a mouthful. It's just going to be a mouthful whenever we talk about the stadium. Let's call uh, it the stadium. The stadium. The stadium. Yeah. It's at Cal Expo. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. At Cal Expo. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. This it's just weird to me. The vaccine center? The vaccine call center. Because <laughs> they are doing vaccines. Are you fully vaccinated? Uh not yet. I'm half vaxxed. Nice, nice. Half vaxxed, dude. Nice. Yeah. I'm Zach, gonna... you're fully vaxxed. I was I was part of the first like fifteen percent bro. In California that was fully vaccinated. Bro, was it Pfizer or Moderna? Or don't it tell was, me about JJ. It was <laughs> Pfizer. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me. <laughs> Pfizer? I, I Pfizer, bro? You in the Pfizer game? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sick. All right, let's move on to the game recap. <laughs> I don't even know. Let's go out and like, is this like run rampage on all the people that got Moderna? <laughs> they ain't our gangs. Where is this coming <laughs> from? What is happening? I just, saw, is I just saw this funny from? meme on Facebook after like <laughs> scrolling through. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just kind of. Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> I was like getting nauseous. What are you, sixty-three-year-old grandma? <laughs> I was getting nauseous seeing everyone's stupid profile pictures like appear with like i got vaxxed i got vaxxed i got moderna i got pfizer and i was like this is so stupid like who cares like great you did your job you know what this reminds me of do you remember when pokemon go first came out yeah and yeah. it was like oh team valor or whatever like oh yeah and people were just going around like, oh what team are you no one are you <laughs> yeah. going around to people being like which one did you get <laughs> well, that was the meme <laughs> what team are you that was yeah. the meme it was like since when did like what vaccine you got become a street gang identity or something? <laughs> yeah. that was, like true <laughs> uh, he's really like, hey not only did I get vaxxed, but I'm a I'm a regular <laughs> attender of Heart Health Park. Yes. I promote heart healthiness. Yeah. You don't. Oh you know what God. else is good for your heart? Hmm. Playing soccer for 90 minutes. Really? Which yeah. is what happened in L.A. on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> to 11 people from Sacramento. On Friday. Plus oh, wow. three subs. So actually, Plus three subs, yeah. yeah. Even more. Yeah. Yep. No, there were four subs. Were there four? Oh, well, let's, yeah. you know what, Nolan? Let's, let's get talk into about the game it. recap. Yeah. What a great transition, guys. Sacramento Republic beat a Law Galaxy Dos, uh, <laughs> Uno to Zero. Um, I'm not going to do any more Spanish. Nope, good. And uh, here, I'm, we'll start with the lineup. Uh, in goal, it was Tomas Gomez because um, Rafa's Rafa injured. was injured. Did they say what his injury they was? They didn't, but they did come out officially say he was injured. You know what? I, I do think I retweeted. Um, the injury report. So let me pull it up. There's somebody else on there. There's it two just of said, them. It just says Malik Foster and Rafa Diaz yeah. unavailable for selection. Right. UC Davis Health. See, if that was Western Health Advantage, yeah, they would have had why. How are they gonna? True. How are they gonna figure this out? <laughs> how are they gonna know what their injury is? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, um. Anyway, so Tomas Gomez was in goal from left to right. Your back five, we'll say, uh, was Duke Lacroix, Mitchell Tainer. Uh, dang Casey, mm-hmm. Dan Casey, but I'm gonna say dang Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Wheeler, Amanu, and Shannon Gomez because Jordan McCrary was on the bench, uh, uh, recovering from what we are kind of what we already said is probably some type of knock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your midfield three was uh, Pete Penniman. Is it Penniman? Penniman. Penniman. There's Penanin. all ends. Penniman. Penniman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pataya Lache. Jaime Villarreal, and then your two up top were Awasa and Belmar. In the 64th minute, uh, Luis Felipe. Felipe Felipe Luis. No, Luis Felipe. Luis Felipe. Luis Felipe came on. Well, why did you put Luis? Luis Felipe. Because on FOTMOB, it says Luis Fernando. Doesn't have the right name. I think he's got like four names. Yeah, it's really confusing. All right. uh, 
this guy. What does he <laughs> have on the back of his jersey? When we watched, he Louis had Luis. I thought he had both names, Luis Felipe. I'm pretty sure he does. I think it's Luis. Okay, we'll go with Luis Felipe. Came on for Villarreal, and Formella came on for Belmar. Uh, in the 80th minute, Bone came on for Awasa, and then in the 89th minute, just to see out the game, McCrary came on for Penanen and played a, a little bit more like a kind of a defensive midfielder yeah. role. It was really yeah. just, I think, one to get him a couple minutes, and two. Um, to just solidify. I mean, he's he's a good tackler, so you just kind of put him in there and say, if it comes to you, tackle. Yep. You don't have to run. A, you don't have to do anything crazy. Um, well, <laughs> the good news. <laughs> Very good news. In the first half, uh, we didn't concede a goal in the first five minutes. But it's a miracle. It is. It's it's a four months past Christmas miracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yep. Um. Other than that, I mean, just some notes we have down, uh, and then we'll kind of we'll just kind of talk about these as we go. Well, let's just talk. Let's start with Tucker Bones' goal. We'll go to the yeah. 82nd minute. Mm. Um, I think Zach, you were probably the most impressed. I was not yeah. just with the goal itself. Yeah, the, I mean, the finish was fine. Um, it actually reminded me a lot of his finish um, that we saw early in the preseason, the game that we're not supposed to talk. Oh about. yeah. Um, oh, okay. And um, but you were more impressed with Formella. Yeah and definitely what formella did to to this contribution do you want to mm-hmm. just talk about formella and what he does for this goal yeah i'll just walk you through it and then and then kind of break it down a little bit so um about a little a little past midfield um formella puts a ball into kind of a lofted cross like ball um into like right in front of the 18 and i believe it was fatal ashe um kind of traps it and dribbles a little bit and then the center back for um, Los Dos tries to clear it, sends it straight up in the air. Um, Tucker Bone tries to trap it, misses, bounces really high. And then Formel is there again, runs up, has a nice trap um, right about maybe five yards outside of the 18. Um, has a nice trap and then sends a nice pass over to Shannon Gomez, um, who then throws a little cross in to Tucker Bone and Tucker Bone. Tucker Bone scores. Um, yeah, the I think the emphasis is going to be on Shannon Gomez. Great assist, you know, and it's going to be Tucker Bone. Way to just, you know, tap it in, do the right thing, right, you know, right place, right time. Puts us in uh, three points, one nothing win. But Derek Formella, I think, like, the, the cross, the, the ability to come back and trap that ball was a very good trap, and the pass itself was all really good. And it's it's interesting to me as we've seen – these like last couple, you know, preseason games and this first game, him not starting. And to be completely honest with you, I thought Carlton Belmar looked flat in this game. And we've seen him, we've seen him flash in preseason, but um, there is definitely a lot of talent in this forward, you know, kind of rotation. And Formella is, you know, as we said in the, in the news, Formella is somebody that, people know and, and has and did really good things last year so was very impressed with him um and it gives us the three points yeah it was uh it was interesting that it took sacramento that long to break down the galaxy yeah true if you were just to like look at the score line and look at when the goal was scored as yep. a sacramento fan you might say yeah 82nd minute uh, i don't i don't know like i just i don't know about this three back system i don't know about um you know how this is going to go but I think watching the game and watching how Sacramento grew into it um, from the first half into the second, I think there's a lot to uh, still be fine-tuned. And, um, yeah, there's just there's a lot more to see. Sacramento's still getting the hang. Um, they're yeah. still getting fit. They're still yeah. getting a hang of the new system. And so I think this was a, a positive result. And showed signs of moving in towards the right direction for Sacramento. Well, and like with that and talking about the goal, let's just quickly go uh, to our our stats that we have about shots. So uh, the, the shots on target, Sacramento had six shots on target. Uh, or sorry, six shots, two on target. And the Galaxy 2 had 10 shots, four on target. Now, you might look at that and go, oh, wow, like that's uh, – they had – twice as many shots on target, almost twice as many shots total, still lower shot totals for both teams. So you might think, oh, LA Galaxy just played Sacramento, you know, off the field, especially when you look at the stats and realize that Sacramento had no shots, not no shots on target, 
no shots yeah. in the first half. Yep. And LA, I think, had six or something yeah. like that. Um, but then when you look at okay, well, what did the se- how did the second half go? Well, or just or just the shot breakdown. Let's just talk about shot breakdown. Shots inside the box. Sacramento had five. LA Galaxy had four. Yeah. And shots outside the box. Sacramento had one, which was a really good shot by Cam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zach had one, and Galaxy had six outside the box. So when you're actually looking at the shot breakdown. There were really only four decent looks, I would say, um, and not all of those came from. Uh, there was one outside the box, and then there's a, a few um, for LA inside the box. But most of Sac's shots were inside the box, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's really what Briggs wants. Uh, he he doesn't necessarily want a ton of shots outside the box. He he would like to get the ball closer uh, to the end line and cut it back, like we did. That you're that's what you're going to see. You're going to want you're going to see those. Up the wingbacks up higher trying to do that mm-hmm. so i i think even though we could say like okay yeah the, the the goal did come later and this wasn't great from sacramento i don't really think la did themselves any glory either they definitely had more control the first half and you can see that in the shots that were that were taken they were just creating a few more shooting opportunities but they weren't necessarily good chances so I am I'm with you Nolan that there was uh, this is all in all positives but um there's I I'm I'm a little maybe just a little bit concerned with the first half that being said it was the first half of the season you, you know so um and going off of what we're seeing with these uh you know shot stats and then also just what we were what we saw watching the game and also watching games during preseason is Sacramento, when they're in their defensive shape, in their defensive half, they have a lot of bodies in the center of the pitch near the goal. And so that's going to leave space out wide and outside the 18. And so they are give, conceding that space and allowing opposition teams to take shots from those positions, but they're low-quality shots. Like yeah. This kind of reminds me of... Burnley uh I remember a couple years ago someone did a like stat breakdown on how Burnley basically invites shots but just super low percentage ones and just absorbs them all day long for 90 minutes and then will hit you on the counter like that's kind of what I'm seeing here with the way that Sacramento drops with even like Belmar and Cam getting behind the ball yeah um and in the 18 or right outside the 18 to really uh take space in those areas away from opposition yeah, teams. And, and seeing those center backs, like all three of those center backs really junk up the middle mm-hmm. and have, we've seen through preseason and even this game, like block a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I can definitely see that as as this game had gone on and, and as we've seen kind of in preseason as well. Right. Um, and then, and then yeah. as Sacramento get more comfortable and more um, clinical in possession, they will be dropping deep and uh, occupying that like defensive shape less because they'll have the ball more and they'll be going forward more. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's concerning that they're, you know, conceding shots, but they're doing it intelligently. Mm-hmm. And they grew into the game in such a way that they took the ball away from LA Galaxy and had less of those opportunities as the game went on. So, yeah. Yeah. But even that, like, they conceded 10 shots, four on target. That's not even like a big. No, it's not a big number. Number. Yeah. And if you. If you look at their shot totals and say, okay, well, Sacramento had six shots on target or six shots total, two on target just in the second half. So if you can get a full game of that, that's 12 shots, yeah, four on target. Mm -hmm. That's roughly the same as LA Galaxy. So I, yeah, I, I don't think that there's, there's a lot to be concerned about there. Sacramento did have five yellows. Is there any yeah, concern there? I mean, we did say that this is a, a, a bit more of a feistier group than mm-hmm. last year. Definitely. So is this something we should be concerned about? Are we going to have a lot of guys or just more guys on yellow card suspension this year if we're getting five yellows a game? Oh, yeah, I think so. I yeah. think that's – I think we're definitely going to see that. All of those foul. I mean, there was one foul – that was, I think, Luis Felipe, or maybe it was Fatal Ashe. Um, that was like a, a half-two foul. Um, probably Luis Felipe to get him, 
you know, in uh, uh, there's a counter. Yeah, and he had to follow him. Other than that, it was just a lot of hard tackles and hard play. And Peniman like throwing legs in the Peniman, air. Peniman, like he throws his body. Yeah, and I mean Mitch does too. Mitch Tanner, Mitch Tanner's been no like Mitchell, because Mitch knows he can run with you. Mm-hmm. So he, he and he's a big dude. So like Mitch is somebody who's very physical too. And I mean Dan Casey like didn't even get a yellow, and that man is gonna get yellows this season. You already know it. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, I think this is. The, I mean, we're definitely gonna see a lot of yellows. I think as the season goes on. Yeah, I mean, the games against the Galaxy. They say. I mean, the commentators always talk about how it's a chippy. No, it's right. What's the I five corridor or whatever? Yeah, and yeah. I think the yellows do kind of. I don't know. Back that a bit. I don't know why there were so many. Maybe just early season, you're rusty, your tackles are half a second too late, and you mm-hmm. you catch someone. So yeah, there's a couple of them, but there was a couple that were like, "This is just physical play." Yeah, yeah. so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, and, and and Briggs wants that. And somebody that didn't get a yellow is uh, Hayden Sargis. Oh, oh, and that's yes. because he was not in the 18. Not even in the 18. How do we feel about that? It's surprising. I, I do they miss I, him? I really thought for sure. That's a good question. Yeah. I really thought for sure he would, uh, unless he's got a, an injury that we don't know about, that he would. Well, he wasn't on the injury report. Yeah, that's true. So, so that that leads me to think. Like, okay, going into this game, I really thought that he was going to be on the bench, mm. because if you look on the bench, who's your backup center back? Yeah, we talked about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. who's the backup center back? So, I really thought for sure that he would be there as the backup center back at least until he, whatever gets in the right form, uh, gets a little bit help. Like maybe he's not technically on the injury report. Like he technically is available, but it's like, eh, we don't really want to play you if we don't have to. So we'll leave you home this game and we'll see you, you know, Wednesday, May 12th against um, Vegas. So, you know, is it something like that? Is it something like, you know, he's just young and he needs to learn something. Maybe he doesn't play well in a three back system. Uh, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. so to your question, Nolan, do we need him? I, I mean, I, I think I'll just turn it. I, I mean, anyone? Yeah. Who wants to? Who wants to just start that? I I'll, think. Yeah. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. I'll just be because I'm, I'm the guy that's saying. Look, they don't need him right now. They have three center backs. Mm-hmm. They're all playing well. There's no need to shake things up. Hayden Sargis is fourth in the pecking order, and he'll need to prove himself in training before he gets into the starting lineup and that's okay it is concerning that he's not in the 18 because that's my only concern is the depth issue it's like why isn't a dedicated center back on the in the 18 like i don't care if he starts or not but bring him on bring him on the road trip at least in case someone goes down Mm -hmm. so you don't have to put a converted fullback in a center back or whatever yeah right or a midfielder and that's my concern Mm -hmm. zach do you think that he deserves a starting spot over any of the three that are playing right now. No, I mean that's hard. I because it's going to have to be Andrew. It's going to have to be Andrew. It's not the, Mitch. The, and I think at few, this point, the few games that we've seen for Dan Casey, he hasn't done anything wrong. No, no, and he's been actually pretty good. Pretty yeah. And then, uh, same with Mitch. Like Mitch really hasn't done much wrong. Yeah. Well, and he's been he's been good. So and Mitch is your like Mitch is that top free agent that you brought in i mean mitch is probably that guy yeah like mitch is one of if not the top him and pennon yeah and and he rightfully so he's a great center back and maybe for ty too i don't know mm-hmm. but and, and well like mitch and was Duke. part of <laughs> yeah okay to fair there was a lot of good guys that were, yeah. got brought in but mitch was part of a back line in san antonio last year that was incredibly good right and mitch is i mean in years past with us like has been incredibly good like he's not going anywhere dan casey occupies the anchor spot like he occupies what is that called the sweeper i think so that's is that a I sweeper guess they're not that's not really a thing anymore well it is a thing it's just not really how sacramento plays so like a sweeper like sits like two or three or four yards deeper than the other guys yeah like yeah he plays pretty much in line he, he's just the center center back yeah he's a center center back but that's this unique role yeah that i think dan is like that's hit that's his spot so dan offers you that dan's not going anywhere so then it's Andrew Wheeler Minu, who has not missed a step. He looks like a center back. He looks like the part and has played well from what I've been able to see. And he, he's only going to get better at it. I think probably, yeah. And so now, but this is the thing, though, because Hayden, Hayden, so you have Dan Casey in the middle. He, he frees up Mitch and Andrew to be more passing 
center backs and, and more involved in the buildup, like more involved offensively, quote unquote, you know, like at least kind of getting the ball up into midfield. Like that's something Hayden does like well, like he's young, but he's shown a, an ability to do that, an ability to make a long pass, you know, ability to, to be a good passer. So it's like, it's just frustrating for me at least. I guess it's a good, it is a good problem to have, but like he is, I really think like when you ask the question, oh, does he maybe not fit well into this three center back like formation? I think he probably does if he can kind of, I don't know, get his confidence back, get his form back, get his whatever back and just continue to kind of, you know, um, come through on his potential. Like he is that player, like an outside center back role in this formation. I think he's something he could play really well. So it's interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we have another kind of, I don't even know if it's a position battle because we really haven't seen much of McCrary, but Zach has some, some thoughts yeah. about if, if McCrary, if Jordan McCrary is healthy, yeah. Does he take Shannon Gomez's spot mm-hmm. from, just based on what we've seen now in a preseason game, this game against LA Galaxy 2, is there enough get there to say, okay, Shannon Gomez may have played well, but you think maybe Jordan could play better? Yeah. See, so if you look at the heat maps, this is actually a really interesting thing that Scott brought up today. If you look at the heat maps of both wingbacks, you see that Duke Lucroix um, was able to stay mostly in los doses half which means he was able to kind of win the battle over the opposing fullback he was able to be in that side of the field more than the other fullback was able to be in our side of the field so you kind of see that on the opposing side shannon gomez was actually spent more of his time on our side of the pitch so he more or less lost that battle. Now, there's there's other factors that go into it. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, you won the matchup because you won the heat map. Like, there's other things that go into it, but it is interesting. And I think knowing what we know about Jordan McCrary, he's the kind of guy that's going to win a battle against an opposing fullback. Mm-hmm. He's a savvy veteran fullback. So I wonder, like, because you have Shannon Gomez who got the assist. Great assist. Awesome. But I wonder if in this formation, does Jordan McCrary win the battle over the opposing fullback? Because from what we've seen, maybe statistically, Shannon might not have this past weekend. Does Jordan McCrary win it? It's 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 not something I think we can answer right now, but it's I think something we should be asking mm-hmm. as Jordan McCrary, from what it looks like, is getting healthier. Yeah. yeah. Um, does he take that spot over Shannon? Again, probably a good problem to have. Well, and and, and not just that. Like I, I think in the second half, the one of the little I don't even know if it was a tweak or it just Briggs telling the wingbacks what they should have been doing. They played just a little bit higher, which kind of took their the person responsible for defending them became the opposing team's fullback instead of the opposing team's winger. So in the first half, mm. the Galaxy two wingers pinned back Sacramento's wingbacks a little bit further than they wanted to be pinned back when uh, Sacramento was in pos- like in their own defensive third with possession. And then in the second half, they were it looks like just a little bit higher. So they were kind of in this in-between space between the fullback and the winger, which caused uh, the, the Galaxy 2 wingers to step up a little bit. And that left... Uh, who who was up top? Belmar and Awasa. That left them a little bit more one on one with just the Galaxy center backs. That was one change that happened. So I think, I think when it comes to attacking, if you're looking for your wingbacks to be more attacking, Shannon is probably going to be better than Jordan. So if you're saying, you know, even though Shannon does have mm, less defensive capabilities than Jordan, he's a better attacker. So if that's what you're looking for, then. I'm. I think for now you probably just ride with Shannon, and you yeah. just you just wait until you have to make a switch or whatever, and mm-hmm. then Shannon goes to the left if Duke is out, and Jordan yeah. comes in, or Jordan just comes in if Shannon is out, or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I I don't. Man, that, I mean, it's hard. Again, it's only one yeah. game, but like yeah. he, as you said, like he did have the assist, and 
I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying Jordan McCurry doesn't have attacking instincts, but I think Shannon is just more naturally. Yeah. Because uh, because of how he came up as a winger, mm-hmm. it's just more a little bit more natural to him. So when he is up there, he's gonna fit in with the attacking movements better. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, like Jordan's not never gonna like cut in. He's gonna stay wide and just get crosses in. Yeah. Well, if Briggs doesn't want that, like another stat we have on here is crosses. Sack had eight crosses to LA Galaxy's two twenty one. Yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy, because with Sacramento playing five at the back, like th- those crosses, I guess for the Galaxy were, I mean, they had to just be coming from deeper, like out a little bit more out wide. So, in some ways, I look at this stat and say good. Mm. Like Sacramento probably doesn't really want to be a crossing team and LA Galaxy 2 does but for LA Galaxy 2 to be that crossing team Sacramento had three center backs so those those forwards are going to get less opportunities because there's another body in there so um to answer your question or to give my input I should say I I don't think you can just take Shannon out I think this system fits him better than it does McCrary and it's a good problem to have so we've talked about uh, we talked about the goal. We talked about the yellows. We talked about the wingbacks. Sargis, Jordan, uh, Jordan McCrary versus uh, Shannon Gomez. Um, are there any other uh, things? Anything else from um, some stats we have written down? Anything else that we that st- stands out? Any any conclusions we can make going into not this coming weekend, but actually next Wednesday against uh, who are we playing? Mm-hmm. Vegas at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think I think. It's- the jury is still out on, on what's, what kind of team Sacramento is going to be this yeah. year. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they continue to play. And then I think the first six games is is going to be like, okay, like we can't conclude anything until we've played yeah. six games. That's how it is. It's a typical season. Yeah, I, I will say this. I think it, the other tweak that was made at the second half that helped the game a little bit was Belmar played just slightly deeper, like just maybe like three or five yards deeper off of cam. So they one weren't as crowded. Like if you're looking at like heat, like average positions and stuff, Mm -hmm. cam and Belmar were pretty close together. Mm -hmm. But I think in the second half, Belmar dropped just a little bit, just a little bit to connect between the midfield three and the attacking two. Not, not even connect as in like he was the pass connector, but just spread out the field a little bit, yeah. caused uh, LA Galaxy's defensive midfielder to have to play a little bit further forward, it caused the center backs to have to switch off between Cam and Bell. It just it just felt a little bit better spaced. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it definitely felt like there was this this big hole between the midfielders and the attackers. So I think maybe look for that. Uh, look for Belmar to play slightly yeah. more off of Cam, a, a little bit deeper. And then when the ball gets played forward, then Belmar will make a run forward mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, find a hole to penetrate through rather than just being a little bit more stagnant up top. Now, I'm not saying he was stagnant. He actually had a lot of movement. I think that's why he subbed out for Formella. Uh, but, and that'll be a second thing. To, I think even though Formella has the good trap and the pass yeah. to Shannon Gomez for mm-hmm. the assist, I, I think Formella's probably still on the bench. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, because Belmar offers you the muscle that that Formella doesn't. Formella doesn't offer you that muscle. He's a bigger guy, but he's never been somebody that's been no, physical. He, he can get he can get muscled off the ball for sure. Yeah. and Belmar will run and defend. Yeah, he will oh, too. Yeah. I think I think Formella will do that for like twenty minutes. So that's mm-hmm. why you bring him off the bench. Yeah, but it works. It's a good pairing for Cam. Yeah, it allows Cam to to do cam things, which is um, get in the right areas at the right time and poke balls in. Like, well, and, and another thing, like another thing in the second half that was different was instead of a lot of balls over the top, it felt like when we got into the middle third, instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to put this over the top for can or Belmar, Belmar to head on. It felt like the balls were being played a lot more on the, on the ground. That is something I think Formella is actually better at than Belmar. He's, he, at least in this game, looked yeah. better at playing that ball on the ground mm-hmm. into somebody making an attacking run. So if you can still bring him off the bench, the other team is already going to be tired. Yeah. Now you have this tricky, dribbly guy that is good at making penetrating through ball passes. And he's got a good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that feels like, a, okay, 
there's 20 minutes left in the game or 15 minutes left in the game or 10 minutes left in the game, either we're up or down doesn't matter. If it, we could be up one zero, then you bring Formella on and say, "Hey, go finish, mm-hmm. go close the game out." Yep. Right. Go yeah. finish. Go get. Go. Go take your shot. And he he had a shot on goal that was decent. Um. So I, I think Formella on the bench right now just makes sense. Yep. I and agree. I, and I I honestly don't think he is going to play like that center striker. Like if anything, like if Cam gets or yeah, if Cam gets hurt, I think. Belmar probably moves up, and Formella plays underneath Belmar, mm-hmm. and then you still have Tucker Bone. Off you the still bench. have Tucker Bone, though. Yeah, that's true. It's a good problem to have. There's yeah. some depth this year, which I think isn't something we've seen in a while. Depth like this. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. So I think all in all, with the exception of maybe the right wing back, it feels like this is still, and then Rafa, yeah. this yeah. is still the best starting eleven mm-hmm. we have. If everybody's healthy. You're just slotting Rafa in and just keeping the thing going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I guess, probably. I guess the last thing I would add is we should just give some credit to Tomas Gomez for playing. He had a good yes. game. Yeah. Yes. I, I forgot. I wanted to bring this up. Yeah. yeah. And he plays the he plays the ball well. He does. Yeah. He's good with his feet. So, he looked good. It's a, definitely a loss that um, that Rafa Diaz isn't playing, but Tomas Gomez is not. But if there's, I, I will say, if there's something that I'm not like super confident, we talked about Rafa Diaz. He's mm-hmm. not like amazing with his feet. No, I don't. I'm not super confident with him coming out and claiming crosses. I don't. I. Tomas Gomez. No, Rafa. Oh, Rafa Diaz. He can do it, but I. For me personally, I think he punches mm. the ball, sometimes too much because he he thinks he can't get there. Tomas just like comes out and yeah. grab like yeah. he. Two hands, like I'm claiming this ball. He's a big dude, right? Yeah, he is. Like I, I, I think especially late on in this game, it felt like Galaxy were really just pumping balls into the box, and he was just gobbling him up. The last yeah. five minutes, you should go if you want to just his ability to dominate his six yard box. The last five minutes of the game, extra time was a really good example of that. I thought. Yeah. Yep. So I, I like I I will say, and not that one game is going to determine anything but if rafa's out for a significant stretch i'm not necessarily going to be disappointed just from what we've seen yeah. if tomas mm-hmm. just keeps the starting role yeah yeah this team has depth yeah. i think that to conclude this team has depth yeah definitely so now going into a, a small preview of <laughs> vegas as much as we can they did they did already bring in some guys from LAFC, hmm. uh, a couple draft picks, I think. So um, they're growing their their roster a little bit. Are uh, we? I guess we can we can already make determinations. Like this is probably going to be the same eleven. Although to be fair, it is ten days in between games. I believe yeah. eleven days. Yeah, Friday to Wednesday. Friday to the next Wednesday. So that's that's like a that's eleven days, yeah. ten or eleven days. So maybe Rafa's back. Maybe we see Sargis in the eleven. Maybe McCrary's fully healthy and mm. Briggs rolls him out there as like a, a you know just his guy. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I think we can determine, as we talked about in our preview of. Yep, Vegas. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Vegas, who practices in L.A., um, <laughs> that they are going to play a four-three-three. And I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas watches film of this game and says, we're going to press Sacramento. We're going to get our wingbacks and our wingbacks. We're going to get our wingers up to pin their wingbacks back. So I'm actually going to be very interested to see how Sacramento responds to a team that organizes themselves very similarly to the Galaxy. Are we at all concerned uh, about that with, with Vegas? That if... If if they do press, if they do keep our our wing backs pinned back, that we don't really have any other option, at least from this first half, than just pumping it deep to Cam. I mean, they're gonna have to figure out how to break down an attacking possession based four three three eventually, because that's what nearly every team in the Pacific yeah. division plays. So. That's true. I mean, Phoenix plays that. The goal. We just said. I do the loyal. They loyal. play three full back. They the loyal kind of shake it up. Yeah, the kind of they hard. played three at the black last year, but yeah. this yeah. game it was four. It was four at the back, and okay. boy, it was bad. Anyway, it was real bad. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it feels like like half the teams do. Yeah, so, so they're gonna they're gonna have to figure it out one way or another. And I don't know, maybe that is what you were talking about: Belmar dropping deep, um, fullbacks doing their man, and 
and getting up a little higher to confuse the opposition fullbacks and wingers who who takes who um yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting but I guess the, I guess the bigger question is are there are there any concerns like we've said like oh yeah here are some things but like mm, you don't really need to be concerned about that are there anything anything from this game especially going into a game with a team that plays very similarly mm-hmm. as the Galaxy is there anything that you could say okay if this continues or if this shows up in this game against yeah. uh, Vegas on Wednesday the twelfth that is concerning for me but not not necessarily season long implications just thinking against Vegas yeah well I think prerequisite to this this question is if we lose against vegas we have major problems so we just should not the 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 assumption is that we're getting three points out of vegas and then we're you know and that's 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 that i was gonna say we're going home but the game is in sack so (laughs) and we're going home to our houses after the drive from the new heart health park brought to you by something i don't remember western health western health advantage. advantage um so we need to win the game this three points is the the, the baseline here um it, there's still a team that's figuring out how to be dominant in possession how can we possess the ball well how can we distribute well from our center backs how can we transition the ball you know from our center backs through our midfield into the attacking third like possession in this team is something we still need to improve on um i think we saw that in the second half against los dos so coming into this game is like possession especially against a team that's not very good you need to possess the ball well and move it up the pitch well and and that's the thing we don't really we're assuming they're not going to be good they actually played tonight we're recording on yeah on that's Wednesday. a good point what's today the fifth yeah. cinco de mayo it is. um so they do play tonight so if you're hopefully if you're if you're listening to this um go go turn that game on they might actually not be bad we'll see what the result is from i believe it's galaxy 2 hosting mm-hmm. uh vegas so it's just a short short drive for vegas it's just like 20 minutes right down the road. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah um i i would say my only like concern for this game is if sacramento doesn't start fast and i'm I'm not necessarily saying the game speed but if they don't start in a dominant way mm. and just control the game kind of from start to finish la probably has some talented players that we just we just don't really know about or, or maybe they were college guys whatever it is it just takes a moment in the second half for someone that's grown into the game to just say i think i can curl this i think i can get this ball in the top corner I, you know what? I'm just going to have a shot. Maybe it's a deflection. Whatever it is, and all of a sudden Sacramento loses 1-0 yeah. because they didn't capitalize on chances. So I think that's really my only concern is if Sacramento has a slower first half like they did against LA Galaxy 2, has no shots, or maybe only one shot or only one shot on target or whatever it is, if you if they don't and they allow Vegas to grow into the game, that's really my only concern. I think that's really the only way Vegas probably gets a result the good news is sacramento will have game footage on them because they are playing tonight yeah and they'll have a week to prepare so that is good, good news who know, we'll know who the crap is playing for this team <laughs> exactly like we'll be able to see the lineup yeah um so that's really my only concern though nolan yeah. do you have any any concern about this game at all i uh, you've summed it up well my thought was just kind of like the random shot that yeah. comes in like and and that's all it takes to make the difference in a game yeah between three points and none so It'll be fun to see what they do tonight. Yeah, well, and speaking of uh, games next Wednesday, we just previewed a game for a week from now. So we're not going to have a show Mm -hmm. this coming Monday, which normally we do record on Monday, but Zach and I were out of town this week. So we're not going to have a show this coming Monday. We will be back Monday the 17th, and we've been usually pretty good about getting the shows out right when we are done recording. Mm -hmm. So this is a Wednesday. We're going to finish up here in a minute or two and then get the show out to you yep. right now wednesday evening so hopefully um you don't miss us too much yeah but, uh <laughs> you know just so you guys know no show this coming monday we will be back the 17th to review vegas, vegas. and then we are previewing i can't remember who's Oakland? the next is it no. let me look up hold on i got the i got it no one's gonna beat you vegas and then orange county orange county, orange county. Ooh. 
Ooh. Orange County, Phoenix, Oakland. Those are the next three after Vegas. That's funny because that's another 10 days away in between games. Yeah. Yep. Because really they play uh, Wednesday, May 12th, and then Saturday, May 22nd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. but get, then get this. Then they play May 29th, June 2nd, June 5th, June 9th. Yeah. Wow. Woo. Yeah. That's where that depth is going to come yeah. yep. in and clutch. Those, those games are, so the 29th is Phoenix. The 2nd is Oakland. Those are both home games. And Orange County, then on the 5th, is also a home game. And then Wednesday, June 9th, is away to the Monarchs. And then there's a 10-day break. Yeah. So. Someone's going to be getting tired. So there's like yep. one. There's four games in a row. Four four games in like, what? I don't know. Was that 15 days? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> nuts. And you have Phoenix and Orange County in there. And the Monarchs. I don't know. The Monarchs might actually be they bad be either. pretty good, yeah. So anyway, uh, anything else from from this past game? Anything looking forward that you guys want to talk about? think i'm good i think we're good yeah yeah hey just a quick reminder you can follow us on twitter you can follow us on instagram at 916 republic nolan is sometimes on facebook as well we're sometimes on friend from facebook actually. yeah we're, yeah, we're sometimes on youtube and, and reddit not not as much recently because there hasn't been anything going on but now there is stuff going on so yeah. maybe we'll get back on there a little bit um and we are also we're talking about sponsors yeah we, we might as well throw out our yeah, sponsors. Yeah. we always put in our show notes but sometimes we forget to talk about it on the show uh, we are sponsored by roughneck scarves and brought to you by the beautiful game network and also icarus fc i believe if you're tired of your normal kit try out icarus fc oh, they can, yeah, they can get you some some cool stuff there neat well that's our sponsor nolan there okay. you go they're the real ones the real ones really yeah. yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. actually. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I should neat. be saying those from now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe I'll have to give you the actual ad. I just, I've always forgot to give you guys do, like the ad actual read. ad read. I love yeah. doing cheesy ad reads. Okay. No one would kill at that. Yeah. Okay. That's right up his alley. You want the people to see, keep listening. Like you don't want that. I always just skip 30 seconds ahead, but there's a couple podcasts I listen to where I listen to the ad reads because they're so good. There you wow. go. Yeah. Maybe we could be that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You could be your own ad read. There you go. Yeah. I like it. It's exciting. Okay. Well, okay. let's do it. Anything else, guys? That's it. Uh, that, yeah, that's it for me. All right. Hold on. I'm just opening up my phone. We're trying a new thing where we automatically have our yeah. drops. Yes. Yeah, I have a little app that I just press a button. No editing. And then and bam. Sound. Yeah. No it's editing. It's done. No editing. Well. It's beautiful. All right. As always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.